0: Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture.
1: We are on. Oh my gosh. We, sw- we flipped the switch.
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, script flip. Ooh, ooh. Script flip. <laughs> I took charge. Wow. Did you like that? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam the daughter.
1: I'm Lori and the mom. <sighs> what is up, girl? <laughs> you sound exasperated already. We haven't even started. Yeah. First of all, it's like one in the morning. It is one in the morning. <laughs> yes. And we are, you know. How you,
0: how you feeling? I'm drunk. Oh. Oh. Girl <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep drinking. Let me lay this out for you guys. Lay okay. it down. Lay so, it down. So, um, yes, it's currently 1249 a.m. In Washington, in Seattle, Washington. In Seattle, yeah. Washington. Um, so here's the thing, guys. Um, if you, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners that are not in the United States. So right. there is an election going on <laughs> yes, in the United States. For the presidency of the United States. And it is, quite frankly, a fucking dumpster fire. It's a goddamn clusterfuck. <laughs> and we're all a little anxious here. The anxious. whole The whole world is a little anxious and unsettled and yes. sad and scared. So have I been drinking a little bit all day long? I have. That is a lie. You've been drinking a lot all day long. <laughs> Hey, excuse me, bitch. Yeah. If now is not the time to do that, I don't know. There's never a time. There's never a time. I need a goddamn intravenous drip over here. You do. I do. You're like, you know what? Just (laughs) hook it up. And I'm just going (laughs) to let it flow. Let it flow. So we are calling this the Hot Mess Express episode. (laughs) Um, We are, we're drunk. (laughs) We're drunk and we're not even trying to hide it. I don't care. (laughs) And you know, typically we
1: have a few beverages and we, you know.
0: Yeah. Typically, I'm a little embarrassed when I'm like, oh my God, I was tipsy in that episode. This time, I'm like, I don't give a shit. The world is like catching on fire, at least in my mind. So I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm you know what, this is, you know, I will gladly entertain and bring you guys a little joy and teach you about the magical world of pop culture, but I'm going to need to be drunk to do it today Oh yeah, <laughs> because oh, my yeah, mind yeah. is elsewhere. So, oh, yes, that's where we are, guys. Girl, I am right there with you. I'm sure you're with, I know a lot of you, I, I talk to a lot of our listeners yeah. through DMs on social yeah. media. So if you want to chat um, and you guys are right there with us, so I know you're not judging us. That's right. We're, we're all in the same boat. But what did we, do? so it's, you know, almost one in the morning. And yeah. so for a while, we've been sitting here since like nine, just chatting, shooting the shit. Shooting the shit and trying to get into the zone. Jake's
1: been uh, playing all of our favorite good tunes. He's really been trying to lighten the mood. He's been trying to lighten the mood and we just keep drinking and, uh. Did we take a couple shots of Gin? Yes, we did. It's possible. It was herbal gin and it was lavender <laughs> infused, so... It
0: was herbal gin.
1: So <laughs> I felt like it was, you know, supposed to bring some calm to me, but... I think it kind of worked. I'm feeling good. I feel
0: good. <laughs> it's I mean, good. I, I don't feel good, but I feel good. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm right there with you. <laughs> and that is the slogan of today. I feel like I'm ready
1: to um, burn the shit down. Hello, Nino. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. What? That is some ASMR. Okay, so that's where we are, you know? Yeah. We're going to be really blunt. <laughs> this is yeah. going to be a little bit, you know, what do you this say? This is no holds bar. You said strap in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Strap yourselves in, kids. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> this is Uncle Bob's unfiltered. If we could get any more unfiltered. This is going to be an Oscar-worthy performance <laughs>
1: because, <laughs> you know...
0: Because we feel like our world
1: is crumbling, but we're like... I feel like I want to curl up in a ball and just, you know, be in the fetal position, but we're going to plug on through and we're going to go. Up
0: top. All right, girl. Love that attitude. All right. We're going to bring some joy. So when I knew that I had to pick a topic for election week, like I knew, I was like, all right, Mm. bitch, you're going to be like out of it. So like, what do you want to do? I had to pick something that would bring me a lot of joy. Yes. So, and I know what you're doing. You do? Yes. Because I can't stop talking about it because it's my favorite thing ever.
1: It is. It is your favorite thing ever. I mean, this, I can remember you watching this movie from the time that you were the tiniest of tots. The tiniest of tots. The tiniest of tots.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm doing Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is so. Close to my heart, it really yeah. is, and I I've been picking a lot of those lately because, yeah. of course, you know I got to get yeah. those out of the way. Absolutely, um, it's just so special, and
1: it's not the Jack Nicholson. Ew, no. Um, oh, little shop, <laughs> little <sounded> shop, <laughs> little
0: shop. Of course, <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound as rude. <laughs> it came out. Um, yeah, I'm doing the 1986 mm. musical. Yes. Okay, so it is a horror slash comedy slash musical. And I think this is the first time I'm saying this on the podcast. I love musicals. You
1: do. I'm kind of a musical nerd. Yes, you are.
0: I didn't have enough, like, I can't sing. Jake says I can sing, but I don't Mm -hmm. believe him. Like, I was never in musicals. Right. But I always, like, really appreciated them, and I love to go and see them. And so I'm a big musical nerd. Okay. Um. I was always, they were always trying to get me to do the set because I was, you know, Uh, because I can paint and stuff. Artiste. I'm an artiste, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just never had the time because I worked at Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Okay. (laughs) 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 No one needed to know that, but there you go. There you Um, go. Okay. So 1986, get there. (laughs) I'm in. How was your hair? hair? What were you doing? What were you wearing? Oh, I'm there, girl. I'm there. Denim, a lot of denim. Denim, denim, a lot of fluffy hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, the hair. Oh, oh, oh the hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by Frank Oz, which I feel like has he done mm. something else again. Yeah. I call this my gin brain. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'm activating it. <laughs> All right, do it. Jake says I'm Frank the smartest. Oz. When yeah, I, that sounds. What else has, has he done? Oh, okay. The Blues Brothers. Oh. Okay. A lot of Muppet stuff. Wow. That makes sense. Empire Strikes Back. He's been around the block. He's been around. I knew I had heard that name before. Hence, the gin brain has been activated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. So this is a film adaptation of the 1982 Off-Broadway musical, which was based on the 1960 film, which starred Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. So follow that train. I gotcha. Okay. I'm following it. Not really, but Spoiler yes. alert, I've never seen that one. I've never seen yes. the 1960 film because I love this one so much that I'm like, I don't need to. I don't this need to see that. so freaking good. It's I mean, so on good. so many levels. It really is. So I'm about to lay the cast down for you. Yeah, we It's are, not I mean, going to be pretty. We had to listen to some of the tunes before we even started. This, if you love musicals and you haven't seen mm-hmm. this, just don't speak to me ever again. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, here's the Go cast. Watch. It's going to be bad. Rick Moranis as Seymour Krelborn. Oh. Ellen Green as Audrey. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin as Oren Scrivello. Scrivello? Yes. Do you know how many times I've seen this movie and I didn't know he had a name? I thought he was just the dentist. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, he oh, yeah. had a name. No, I knew that. Okay. Levi Stubbs is the voice of Audrey 2, oh, The Plant. Oh, Levi Stubbs, and we all know who... Who he sang with, right? The four tops. The
1: four tops. Yeah.
0: And if you also didn't know, I don't know if I've said this, I'm a huge Motown fan. Yes. So I think that it's interesting that I was drawn to this movie so early Mm -hmm. on because the plant sings. We'll get to that. But he was a like he had that Motown sound. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Instantly. I mean, Levi Stubbs has such an iconic voice. So
0: it was so appropriate that he played. This character. He killed it. Oh, so um, good. You've got Vincent Gardinia as oh, Mr. Yeah. Mushnick. Uh-huh. Uh, Tisha Campbell as Chiffon. Uh, and the, here's where I'm going to butcher it. Tashina Arnold is Crystal. That's probably not right. Uh, Michelle Weeks is Ronette. Oh, and you love those gals. I wanted to be one you of the did. narrators so bad. Yeah. When I was little, like, every you know, everyone mm-hmm. ar- around me wanted to be, I don't know. <laughs> In Clueless, or yeah, you know, right? And I'm like, I want to be a narrator in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> okay, so here is the rundown. I'm ready. Jake tried to tell me that this movie did not, you know, fall under the magic umbrella, but I am going to prove him wrong. Are you stretching the boundaries? No, I'm not. I'm okay. going pr- right. to prove him let's, wrong. Let's see it. Watch me work, bitch. All right. So the film is narrated in song, mm-hmm. of course. Because remember that this is a musical. Musical. Um, it is narrated by Chiffon, Crystal, and Ronette. And they just have the prettiest dresses. Oh, mm. I love it so they much. Did. Okay, so the movie opens with them uh, narrating, you know, warning that what the viewer is about to see, they should, you know, take this as a warning because this could happen to them. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. Right. So, a uh, little nerdy dude <laughs> named Seymour...
1: Oh, I love him, Seymour played Crowborn. by Rick Moranis,
0: um, works at Mr. Mushnick's flower shop in the Skid Row neighborhood of New York City. Yes. Okay, so the shop's not doing well. The neighborhood, it's not a great neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go there to buy their dinky flowers. Okay, right. you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey works mm-hmm. there with him, and Seymour has a crush on her. Yeah. But she has a boyfriend.
1: Mm-hmm. But we'll get
0: to that. Right. Okay, they are both poor of and course. long to get out of Skid Row, which here enters my favorite song called Skid Row. Skid Row. And it's just the best. Yeah. It's a great opening sequence explaining, you know, like they, they really want to get out of their situation. They're poor, they're sad, they need out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, again, the flower shop is not doing well, um, and Mr. Mushnick decides he wants to close the shop. Yes. But, Seymour says that he just stumbled upon an unusual plant from the local plant stand mm-hmm. that could maybe draw up some business. Right?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. What? He got it at the market. <laughs> <So> he, <laughs> he got it at the market. Okay. So he found this plant at the market at the market during a solar eclipse. And it's seen. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's narrated by song. Uh-huh. So you have to see it. <laughs> um, and it seemed to appear out of literally nowhere. Right. Like he was looking at the table, it wasn't there, and then the solar eclipse was. happened, and then there it was. It was there. Okay, hint, hint. Um, he decided to name the plant Audrey too because yeah. he has such a crush on Audrey. Uh-huh. Ouch. Oh. There goes my heart. Okay. So they put this plant, so it's it's weird looking. It okay. Is. He has it in a little coffee can, mm-hmm. and it, Looks like a it Bolger's has coffee can I know. I know and it looks like it has a little mouth. Yeah. And it just, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, the ivy plant I have right. hanging in my window. Exactly. It looks odd. Right. Um, so they put it in the window and it works. It starts drawing customers to Mr. Motionnik's yeah. Shop. What is that strange and unusual plant? <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> um so after a bit. Audrey, too, seems to not be doing well. Mm, Yeah. Okay, she's slumped over. Yeah. It it looks like all of my houseplants because (laughs) while Laura is great with plants, I'm really trying here, but now since we moved to Seattle and there's no sun, (laughs) I can't keep my plants alive. Oh. Oh. So it starts looking a little sad. Now enter the song called Grow For Me. He's trying to get the you know, Audrey too, to perk mm-hmm. up a little yeah. bit and nothing is working. Water, plant food, nothing that works with the usual plants. Right. And then he accidentally cuts himself mm-hmm. and starts bleeding and the plant is like, Ooh, Ooh <laughs> yummy. You want to do that sound one more time? <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, the plant seems intrigued by yeah. the blood. Yeah, so he's like, oh, okay. So he starts feeding Audrey to his blood, mm-hmm. and it starts growing, and it grows like exponentially. Massive. Yes, massive. Right. So it's taking over the entire shop. At this point, okay, yeah. and of course it's drawing in business because it's literally like huge. Right. Um. So there comes a point when the plant is like, your little, you know, table scraps from your finger aren't yeah. going to cut it. Nibbles. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to need an I entire mean. human being. <laughs> yes. So it starts talking to yep. Seymour. Mm-hmm. It can talk. It right? can sing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and here's Great where song. I tell you that this is magical because in what He's other like, this world isn't magical? <laughs> yeah, magic doesn't <laughs> exist in this movie. It's a talking plant, bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about? So he says basically like, I'm gonna need a whole meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So enter Audrey's boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> or okay. in Screvelli. Yes. Uh, played by what's his name?
1: Steve I just Martin. said Steve, Steve Martin, Martin. Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, he is a dentist. He is a dentist, and he, and he is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he gets off on causing things pain. pain. That yes. is his thing. So that's well, he's why he's a he, dentist. That's why he's a dentist <laughs> because he he likes to cause things pain. And oh, he is
1: Mama <laughs> Jake pulled up the picture,
0: and he is very mean to Audrey. Yes, he is. He. Is abusive towards Audrey. Um, And of course, like I said, Seymour likes Audrey. So Mm -hmm. when Audrey too needs a little snack, Mm -hmm. the plant convinces him, we'll take him out because he's a dick bag. Because he's mean. Right. Right. So long story short, I'm not going to explain the whole thing, but Mm -hmm. the dentist ends up getting fed to the plant. Yeah. (laughs) And let's not... You
1: know, forget to mention that Mr. Bill Murray makes an appearance. Mr. Bill Murray. Mor- <laughs>
0: <Boring>. Mr. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> there goes that gin <laughs> She's creeping. <laughs> Bill Murray makes an appearance. <laughs> the results are in. <laughs> like Mari Povich. Oh my God! Determined that was a lie. <laughs> Get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, fucking Bill Murray is in this movie. (laughs) And he's funny. He's hilarious. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Okay. The dentist douchebag boyfriend gets fed to the plant. Yes. Is that the end? No, of course not. He wants more people. Mr. Mushnick. Oh, Poor Mr. Mushnick. Poor Mr. Mushnick. (laughs) Catches on to what's going on. Yeah. And he realizes that Seymour may have killed the dentist to feed to the plant. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And Seymour's (laughs) like, well. Bye-bye, Mr. Mushnick. (laughs) your time to go. And Mr. Mushnick gets fed to the plant. Oh, sad. Okay. So now the plant has got a little taste for blood. Yeah. He's grown huge. He's huge. And he wants more. Okay, that he's is he's had some snacks, mm-hmm. he's had a few nibbles, <laughs> he's ready for more. <laughs> so he tries to hit Seymour where it hurts, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go after Audrey. So he literally, with like his little plant legs, like picks yeah. up the phone and calls Audrey and is like, "Come down to the flower shop." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes because she's not the brightest bulb, you know. Yeah. Um, and he literally like. Tries to eat her. Okay. He does. Yeah. <laughs> but Seymour comes in. He saves the day. Long story short, he saves the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go and watch it. But there's a lot of singing. There is a lot of singing. The best song, okay, uh. arguably, besides Skid Row, is Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. So, I'm the a Mean Green Mother. Audrey too explains that he is a plant from outer space. He's yes. an alien. Right. Okay. So, ha, there's your magic. Where's Fox Mother? Motherfucker. <laughs> Where's a Fox Mulder at? Shove it up your ass. There's your magic. (laughs) Okay. There you go. So he is from outer space. Mm -hmm. And he basically explains that he came here from the solar eclipse. Like Mm -hmm. that is how he got to that plant stand. Um, And he's trying to take over the world. There you go. (laughs) With his little plant people. Eating one person at a time. Eating one person at a time. Yeah. Um, So, again, cutting out some details. Seymour ends up killing... Audrey, too, uh, mm. by electrocuting him with an exposed wire. But as That'd we cool. flash forward to him and Audrey, you know, being married in their mm. cute little house, we see a little Audrey, 2 bud. Yes. Pop up. So, yes. And then no, they, not gone. Not gone. And the outro is like, you bitches better watch out because yep. this plant is still here. Okay. Here. That is Little Shop of Horse. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm surprised that you do not love this movie as much as me because it's about a plant. I do love this movie. Yeah, but you are,
1: like, over the top. I mean, you really just connect with this movie. You have since you were a tiny.
0: I do. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. Um, is it Rick
1: Moranis? Because, I mean, he's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think I could sympathize with Rick Moranis' character a little bit here. Yeah. I like Seymour. Yeah. Um, I definitely, when I was younger, felt this like need to get out of my surroundings. Yes. And so I love the music yeah. that surrounds that kind of idea. And I mm-hmm. think when I was little, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And obviously, I like anything magic and aliens. And I mean, it's a killer plant. Yeah. That eats people. It's awesome. So that's kind of Isn't my like, movie. it is. It's fantastic. I will. So my favorite thing is like when a high school or a small yeah. theater house. We've seen this in the theater. I've seen it many
1: times. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how they, you know, choose to uh, to reenact the plant because yeah. it's, that's a hard one.
0: Yeah, you have to be really creative. Mm-hmm. I think like so if this show is going on anywhere around yeah. me, I will go see it. Right, um, And you have to be very creative because it's like – The plant in the movie was like there were puppeteers and you really have to like go to town on it.
1: I mean, hopefully you've seen this movie. If not, go check it out and then you'll understand kind of what we're talking about where it's like there's a lot of moving parts with this. this plant specifically.
0: Right. So um, yeah, if it's really hard for like a Mm -hmm. high school to do it because there's not that many Um, Like parts There's only I don't know Five characters But I feel like When they do it Oh my god It's so good So if this is You know Obviously stuff is a little weird Right now Mm -hmm. with the virus But if you ever see this Being performed around you Go see it Because it it really does Bring the best Out of like You know A theater Production But So my lesson today Which is kind of weird Because I'm Again I'm flipping it a little bit Mm Because I'm going to talk about plants You want to take a little chug there?
1: I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I was
0: thirsty. <laughs> You're welcome. I was feeling a little cramped. <clears throat> okay, go. Okay, so the lesson, what I want to talk about here, is the plant that inspired Audrey too. Mm-hmm. This is a real plant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's called the pitcher plant. Oh, really? Have you ever heard of this? No, I thought it was a Venus flytrap. No, which is what I thought, but yeah. no, this is called the pitcher plant. Um, and it is a carnivorous plant, meaning for, you know... <laughs> Let me get out my science yeah. glasses here. Let me here. get out my goggles. Meaning they get some of their nutrients from consuming animals or insects. hmm So it's not just, you know. Right. I don't even know what I was going to say there. Okay. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll? <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you. Ah, yes, chlorophyll. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, that's scientific. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my gosh. Okay. The largest of them can be found in the rainforests of Southeast Asia. Okay. They're okay, it's a creepy ass plant. Really? Yes. Um, they have what is known as pitfall traps, which is a deep cavity filled with um a digestive liquid oh, no. that is used to trap their prey. So they like it has this like acidic liquid. Yeah. In their little like your stomach acid. Yeah. Yeah. Where they will, you know, lure digest you. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so they lure their prey in. Mm -hmm. And they kind of digest you, but they don't have any way to (laughs) poop you out. (laughs) So if you were to look inside a pitcher plant, it Uh literally looks like a graveyard because there's no way to get rid of what they take in. Ew. Right. So this is why it's known as like the creepiest plant. Because if you look in there, you're going to see a bunch of bones and... Are they big enough to digest humans? so they can digest a rat Ooh. they can digest as big as a rat, okay all right, we're safe guys we're safe well yeah obviously there's there's not a plant out there that is going to digest a human like Audrey too like well, literally eats your entire yeah, but they say that if you were to cut a human up, like say, say a yeah. finger. Okay. Okay. It could, in theory, <laughs> digest the finger. Oh no. So, so if you
1: want to get rid of someone and not get caught by
0: little tiny bits oh, you have,
1: no. and feed it to the pitcher plant. Well, that is kind of how, uh, he fed the dentist to chops them up into little to pieces, Audrey.
0: which this is the plant from my research. I, mm-hmm. I mean, this is mm-hmm. what I have found that inspired this the Audrey too in Little Shop of Horrors. Um, and Google pictures of them. They're fascinating. Really? Like it has this really big, like it looks like a pitcher, like a like yeah. a drink pitcher where it like droops down. Yeah, because it's filled with it's ugh. filled with gross liquid and Ew, bones and gross. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, there's another I, I'm going to mention other killer, quote unquote, killer plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go into as much detail with these, but I thought they were interesting okay. and needed a mention. All right. There's something called the corpse flower. hmm
1: You've heard I, of that? Yeah, I have, yep. Okay, I mm-hmm. have not.
0: So I thought that this was interesting. Yeah. They um, smell really bad. Yes. yes. So it is considered to be the most lethal plant in the natural world. Um they grow up to nine feet tall and it gives off this really bad odor. But the, the right. bugs and stuff are attracted to this odor, mm. um, driving them in and they get trapped inside this flower. Right. So, ooh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Also, very interesting looking if you are mm-hmm. looking for a, mm-hmm. a cool Google. Yeah. Um, this one I liked. It's called the Vampire Vine. Ooh. Um, it is found in the swamps of Nicaragua and it is referred to as the Devil's Snare. Okay. Um the roots are covered in a weird sticky like gum.
1: Okay. Like a sticky a substance. Yes, mm-hmm. a
0: resin. Yes. Um and apparently <laughs> they use this gum to attract like bugs and stuff, but apparently their roots actively move. Okay. So there is this story that a dog got caught in its vines mm-hmm. and it like actively like catches you in its vines and it caught the dog and it had to be like like literally ripped off the dog like it had arms and was grabbing the dog so the locals uh leave this plant alone they are like very fearful of this plant because it like actively moves yeah it doesn't just have like a liquid or Mm -hmm. no it like it's coming at you that's scary. Right. Woo. So there's my killer plans. I like it. Um I think that it's it's a really fun story. Yeah. Um it's got great music. It does.
1: It is really a good musical for sure.
0: Yeah. When yeah. I needed an uplift this week, I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going at Little Shop." Yeah. So that is my spiel on Little Shop of Horrors. I I think that if you need a little uplifting, it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's not too serious. There is magic involved. Obviously, he's a killer plan from outer space. Hello. Um, Mm -hmm. If you need a soundtrack to listen to, it's number one on my Spotify playlist. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. it's just a good watch, and but I think that it's cool that it was inspired by actual plants. Yes, like I think that that's really I love interesting. It. And I like that you're the plant lady this oh week. Oh my god! I know. Look at I me like go. It. Yeah. Do you look at you inspiring me? There you to go. Talk about plants. I love it. So that is little shop of horrors, wondrous. So before we get to you, yeah, you know what we need to do. What do we need to do? We need to hear from our sponsor. Wonderful. This video is sponsored by the Riverdale High A.V. Club, a sibling-hosted comedy podcast that dives into the rich history of Archie Comics. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm a huge nerd for the show Riverdale, so I knew we had to tell you guys about this.
1: Fear not, friends. You don't have to be an Archie historian or a Riverdale superfan to enjoy this hilarious show. This dynamic duo even has a side series called RHS Public Access, covers all kinds of Archie titles in popular media. How fun
0: is that? That's right. They, of course, talk all things Riverdale, but this year they are even taking a deep dive into the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which we know all of you witches out there will just love.
1: So, if you are looking for another awesome podcast, you can find the Riverdale High AV Club on all major podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple, and Stitcher. Make sure to check out the links in our show notes to visit their official website and follow them on social media. Thanks, Riverdale High AV Club. All right, so
0: guess what I'm talking about today? Oh my god, I don't know.
1: I don't know. You don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't, know. Know. don't, I don't know. know. Who the hell knows? <laughs> no one knows. No one.
0: Where knows. am I? What is
1: today? No. <laughs> where am I? Um. Yeah. So I decided. Actually, I had decided a couple months ago that this is uh, a topic that I wanted to cover, and it just so happened that it landed this week and. Uh, it's weird when things work out appropriately. You know right. what I mean? I love when that happens. Mm-hmm. But um, it couldn't be more appropriate that I just needed a little feminine. Ah, I need. Umph. You know, Oomph. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, absolutely. So I decided that I wanted to talk a little bit about the witches of Harry Potter
0: Oh, shit. Hey, we got torn to shreds the last time we did Harry Potter. (laughs) Why? Because I'm not like, uh, you know. Well, because we didn't read the books. Right. Except, you uh, you know know what? what? Hey, when we drove across the United States, Mm -hmm. me and Jake listened to, what did we get to? The first three? To be fair, I have read every book. Okay, you don't count. Jake has read every book. Get out of here. No. Yes. (laughs) Shut up. There you go. Okay, I haven't read the books and neither has Lord. I have not. But... I did listen to the audio books, some of them. So I'm getting there. So you're getting there. You're working your way through. Yeah, we got a little, you know, we got torn a new asshole because we didn't know the details of the Harry Potter books. The Harry Potter fandom.
1: Yeah. Cool your jets. we're like amateurs here, I got to tell you. Yeah. We weren't claiming to be pros. No, hell no. I said quite clearly (laughs) that, you know. I am not a pro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do love these stories, and I I've watched all the movies, and I just find the the characters in them fascinating. So Agreed. when the Harry Potter universe talks about wizards and witches, the names that usually come to the top of the of the uh, list there are usually the wizards. Mm-hmm. And so I thought today that I would talk a little bit about a few of my favorite witches in love Harry it. Potter. Okay, so this is probably going to be a two-parter because obviously I can't talk about everybody, um, but I'm going to talk about my favorites. Love it. Okay, give it to me. All right. So first, I have to talk about Sybil Trelawney. Oh, you're going with her first. <laughs> She's my I favorite. Have to. I freaking love her. See, I'm surprised you went with her first. <laughs> I just love her, so yep. she's played by Emma Thompson, yeah. who is a fabulous actress. Mm-hmm. And there's so many movies, and I, you know, we don't even have the time to just talk about all the wonderful roles that she has played throughout her career. But um, I love her um, portrayal of Sybil Trelawney. Mm-hmm. So um, Sybil Trelawney was born on March 9th, so that makes her a Pisces. Makes complete sense. Yes, yeah. and she's a half-blood. Okay, and uh, her wand of choice is made from the hazel tree, mm. so it's the hazel wand. Okay, so she is the great great granddaughter of Cassandra, who is a very gifted and famous seer. Okay, so she herself is not seen as particularly powerful, and uh, is described as somewhat of a hot mess with. A alcohol dependency (gasps) problem. Oh no! Hey, that's Laura today. Oh, (laughs) that's why I picked her first. (laughs) That's us here at Uncle Bob's today. (laughs) So obviously, I'm going to pick the the witches that I um, definitely relate to. And so she, most of her predictions are wrong. And despite being the divination teacher at Hogwarts, uh, she is. It's actually stated that Dumbledore only hired her. So he could keep an eye on her. Oh, no. So, I know. So basically, you know, she um, came from a, a, a very famous gifted family, but she herself does not hold up to the family line. Okay. So she's kind of like skating on her ancestral heritage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. But it wasn't like that in the book.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, oh, it shit. was. I
1: was going to say, yeah. Fucking it, take that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought um, she got some stuff right in the book. So I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So
1: um, actually, so she is a very amazing seer and that when she did make a prophecy, not only was she spot on, but it literally changed. Uh, it was powerful enough to change the world. Okay. So, she goes into kind of a trance and is completely unaware that she's making these predictions. Uh Hermione has considered her a fraud. She doesn't like taking her class. And according to Dumbledore, she has only made two accurate predictions since coming to ho- ho- Hogwarts, <laughs> since coming to Hogwarts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the lesser known school of magic, Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts, EM. <laughs> 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 Hogwarts oh. in
1: 1979. Okay. So her first prediction is uh, that Harry is to defeat Voldemort, and Snape overhears and he goes and tells Voldemort. And so she that keeps is. Saying- Shh. <laughs> what? The name that shouldn't be named. What's it called? He who shan't be named. <laughs> v. Yeah. <laughs> v. Voldemort. <laughs> you dirty. <laughs> okay, so the actual, the prediction that she makes is that Harry is going to defeat he who shan't be named. Okay. Um, but Snape overhears her prediction and he goes and tells he who shan't be named. <laughs> and then he actually goes after Lily Potter. So he knows that it's Harry. Okay. Okay. So she actually starts the whole thing. Way to go. No, I'm just kidding. Way to go. Trelawney. Um, and then the second prediction is the return of he who shan't be named, and (laughs) Peter Pettigrew, who comes out of, you know, being a rat. Okay. So she has no idea that when she goes into these trances that she makes these. She's dropping some nuggets uh, of gold. Exactly. She's dropping some major nuggets because she actually believes her power is in You know, reading tea leaves and tarot cards and crystal ball readings. So, um, but that's where she's pretty much an epic failure, you know, but that's what she teaches at Hogwarts. Right. And I love her classroom. It's so cute. I'm
0: like, yeah, yeah I can there, there have been like questions before that we've gotten. Like if you had to teach a class at Hogwarts, oh God, what? And I right? think that would be what I would teach. Yeah. Is the divination. Oh I always loved her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know.
1: I love, she is not, uh, you know, portrayed heavily in the movies, but yeah, she, but her Parts are like so, so great,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so when we talk, when Dolores Umbridge comes in, okay, and she fires her,
0: oh, and that is like
1: absolutely so sad, right? Because not only does she fire her, but to make an example and scare the rest of the school, she literally expels her. Mm-hmm. You know, kicks her out of Hogwarts, and she has nowhere to go because she, like, this has been her home, right? And it is such a sad. Scene In the movie, To see yeah. her, like, where am I going to go? Um, but that's because literally she, you know, was not very skilled at her craft of teaching. Oh, ouch. Um, okay. But, so, um, Sybil, it's, it's interesting because... Um, Who the fuck is Sybil? Well, that's her name, Sybil Trelawney. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get it together, Leanne Her name was just Trelawney You know what, Trelawney Fuck it, Fuck it. here we are Okay, go ahead
1: So, uh, the Greek In Greek, Sybil means The prophetess who speaks without actually being asked So right. she prophesizes without being asked for the prophecy okay. And her surname is indicative of her reliance on her ancestry so, basically, she has, you know, she's right. skating on the skirt tails of her famous great-great-grandmother. This is depressing me.
0: Okay. What? I don't know. I feel sad for her. <laughs> it, I mean, it is kind of
1: sad, but, you know, we know that Dumbledore takes her back in. And, yeah, you're And right, she, you're right. you know, she goes on to live at Hogwarts. So, that is Trelawney, and I absolutely her. adore her. She's spunky. She is spunky. Moving on. Next, who do you think is next on my list? Sprouts. Absolutely. Professor Pomona Sprout, head of the Hufflepuffs. All right. Uh, Hey, I'm a Hufflepuff. Are you a Hufflepuff? I am. Nice. Is that bad? I don't think so. Okay, cool. So (laughs) she is a half-blood. Or possibly a full blood. It's not quite known. Okay. Um, she was born May 15th, which makes her a Taurus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which does make her an earth sign. So that's very appropriate. Love that. Tauruses are earth signs. Way to go. She's um, described as a squat little witch with flyaway gray hair. Again, here I am. Here uh, I am. Yeah, th- I thought you were going to do her first. Right. Um, uh, she is the teacher of herbology at Hogwarts. Fun. And you are find her in the greenhouses in the gardens the funny thing is is when i was trying to do research you don't see a lot on her but i had to dig pretty deep to find out she is considered a witch okay right but she's not one of the more prominent characters okay which is interesting because she did um lend a lot to many different things that were going on at Hogwarts. She is actually the mentor to Neville Longbottom, who Neville shows Longbottom. much promise in uh, his herbology skills. Uh, she contributed a devil snare to guard the Philosopher's Stone, cultivated mandrakes to cure petrified basilisk victims, and tended to injured whomping willows, you know, after uh, Ron right. and Harry...
0: Get knocked the fuck out!
1: Yeah. <laughs> During the Battle of Hogwarts, she led Neville and the others to attack the Death Eaters with the most vicious and dangerous plants in the greenhouse. Hey, and,
0: we both talked about I dangerous know. plants, right?
1: Fun. Okay. And um, her preferred fertilizer is dragon's dung. I just had to
0: add that in there because <laughs> I just thought that was like, well, that's kind of funny. Yeah. When you said fertilizer, I was like... Fertilizer? What are you talking
1: about? Dragon's
0: dung? Okay.
1: Dragon's (laughs) doo-doo.
0: How many ways can you say dung?
1: Dung. (laughs) Poo-poo. Shite. (laughs) Shite. All right. Okay. All right, so moving on. Okay. Then next for me is Molly Weasley. Aww. I love her. Jake loves
0: Molly Weasley. I love Mama Mo- Bear. Mama mm.
1: Bear. That is correct. I actually have that written down. So she was born October 30th. We make sure. She's a Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. Um, she is a pure blood and wife and mother of seven. Seven. Woo. Woo. She's a Gryffindor. Ouch. Dwarf. Okay. Dwarf. <laughs> Gryffindor. She's a Gryffindor. Dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So Molly and Sirius are Sirius Black okay. are cousins through marriage, and then they became associated with the Order of the Phoenix, which is where she
0: met her husband. You're really testing my knowledge here. Okay. Okay. I'm following okay, you. Okay. You
1: got me? Yeah. All right. So she be kind. Uh, she be kind. She kind of became. <laughs> she be She be kind. <laughs> she's such a mama bear that when she learned of Harry's plight and his family— you know, and what happened to his parents. She kind of became an adopted mom or a Mm -hmm. mother figure. So she is considered the true matriarch of the series of books. Oh, ow. Molly Weasley, yes. Um, Although, uh, so she's short-tempered and a little ornery, and she kind of adds the comic relief through the books. Definitely. Yeah. Um, But her magic is kind of kept close to the cuff. She just only... You know, kind of does her magic around the home to help her clean and cook and, right. you know, keep the house. So you're not seeing, like, you know, great uh, grandeur, you know, magical things right. f- coming from her. Um It's always her family first, and all she does, she's very overprotective, especially of Ginny, because she always wanted a girl, and that was her girl. Um, She lost both of her brothers to the Death Eaters, and so her biggest fear is losing one of her children to uh, the cause, to Voldemort and his, you know, Death Eaters. What
0: the fuck? That's sad.
1: It is, right? Um, and then, of course, we know that she loses Fred in the Stop Battle it. of Hogwarts. Stop it. Hey, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry. <laughs> um, so several feminist scholars consider Molly the representation of, tradi- of a traditional housewife. And she has displayed her powers. Let me turn my page. Um, at home. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm a computer and here I am with my (laughs) pen and pad. Uh Um, So she's considered an example of how traditional feminist skills are discounted as weak and pointless. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But when this mama bear is threatened, we see how powerful, powerful. (laughs) Oh my God. Give me another drink. (laughs) Jesus Christ. GM, All right. So we see how powerful her magic really is because she ends up taking. out Bellatrix Lestrange she does yeah mm mm-hmm. and she's a badass she man. is a freaking badass so she doesn't have to prove anything no. to anybody but when she is pushed when she is challenged she's gonna protect her family like the mama bear that she is and she ends up taking out Bellatrix which has taken out uh, it's like, a big deal serious black right She's taken out yeah. a lot of... Go suck a fart. She's a badass. She, Molly Weasley is a badass. Yes. I love her. Put it on a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So one of the things that I found very interesting that Molly comes from the word mollycoddle, which means overprotective. Really? And Weasley is... uh, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is like weasel. <laughs> it is. Okay. So Weasley's like weasel, uh, according to what's who the hell wrote these fucking books? <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of an ass anyway, so. I know. I know.
0: Miss J.K. Rowling. Yeah, here you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, her. <laughs> um, so Weasley <laughs> coincides with Weasel. Which in England slash Ireland is considered a bad reputation and an or an unfortunate animal, which I think is interesting because throughout the series, people look down on the Weasley family they do. as like poor degenerates, oh, and no. you know what I mean, yeah, so I think that was very interesting that play intentional yeah, mm. it was okay. Um, But I just, I love Molly Weasley. I she's think one she's of my favorite awesome. characters. Is she? Yeah. So I know, I just, some of these women are just so freaking cool. They really are. All right, so the next one that I have to pick for myself, my personal fave, okay. is Luna Lovegood. <gasps> Aww, oh, I love Luna. So she's a Ravenclaw. A pure blood born on February 13th, which makes her an Aquarius. <gasps> like me. Yes. And she is um, referred to as Looney Lovegood. She's bullied and teased. Ow. Okay. Yep. And she's considered eccentric, but she's very patient and accepting through all of it.
0: Quintessential Aquarius. But she
1: kind of just lets it roll off of yeah. her. Yeah. And um, she's a very faithful friend. And her magic, she's very powerful if you uh, pay attention to her. She kind of lets on like she doesn't know what's happening, but she knows a lot more than what she reveals. But her true power is knowing that being yourself um, is your true magic despite when anyone thinks. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Right? And so Luna which of course means moon, Yes, signifies that sanity is affected by the phases of the moon. Okay. So of course she's considered a little crazy, you know, right. by, by her peers. All right. So I absolutely loved this. Her last name, Lovegood, mm-hmm. uh, refers to the fact that she has the rather peculiar but admirable quality of loving those who do not show her the same affection.
0: Oh, my
1: gosh. Right? Okay. So when Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to her house in the Deathly Hallows, she has this mural painted of them that says friends underneath. And it shows that she cares way more for them because they are not even cognizant of the fact that, you know, that they're friends. Okay. I'm feeling personally attacked. (laughs) (laughs) okay. Are you like, I feel her. Ouch, yeah. But so those were some of my favorites, and I just had to tap on those first. And of course, obviously, um, you know, in the next segment, I can do Lily and Ginny and Hermione Hermione and McGonagall. I wanted to save them. There's so much more information. But these were my personal favorites because I... Definitely connect with each one of these characters. And I just, I feel like, again, I said earlier, like it's interesting that I chose to do this on this particular day because obviously, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. Obviously, we're all feeling um, separate Mm -hmm. and together, the weight of what's happening in this world. And I feel like each of these characters... um, you know, as individuals seem like there's not much to them, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They're just kind of insignificant. But together, because when they all come together for the Battle of Hogwarts, great things happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so when you're, you know, challenged or when you're feeling like you don't really matter, the little things that you do, you know, add up to great things. Like, even though Trelawney only did, like, two, two, you know, um, you know. Readings. Readings that were precise. They changed the course of the world. So even though you might seem like you might be small or insignificant or what you're doing, like, if you're working at home or taking care of a family or you're considered crazy or, you know, even though you might not, mean a lot to a lot of people, your contributions to this world are so important. And then when we all come together, we can change the world. And I think that's really what we're all hoping for right now. Like that's really the important thing right now is like, we're all feeling so low or scared or there's just so many feelings going on. And, you know, but if we all come together,
0: You're gonna make me cry. That's beautiful.
1: There's a little light that can shine through this world. I love that. Right? Yeah. All right. Give me another drink. Fuck it.
0: Oh. (laughs) I think that's beautiful, Mom. Oh. Way to go. Oh jeez. I think that is beautiful to share with the world. Okay. Way to go. All right. (laughs) Fuck.
1: (laughs) Fucking shit. (laughs) Oh, crap. So,
0: I thought this, you know, I just kind I think people kind of- are really going to like that you did that. And I'm excited for round two and diving all right. into all of those characters. Yeah, I, right. I think that's really cool. We need some more badass, like, females. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Girl power. Up top. Woo! Right on. All right. <laughs> After that emotional roller coaster, you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Killer Quotes of the Week. Killer quotes. Da-na-na-na, da da-na-na. Da-na-na. All right. We picked two this week All right. that were relevant to what is going on today. All right. Okay? Awesome. So mine is, from now on, we won't just face our fears. We'll seek them out and cut out their hearts one by one. There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Oh. That is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that was sent in by Lex Thompson. I love it. Thank you, Lex. All right. All
1: right. And mine is, do not pity the dead, Harry. Pity the living. And above all, those who live without love. Zaratak.
0: Thank you so much for sending that in. Yes. I love it. If you want to be next week's Killer Quote of the Week, uh, follow us on Instagram at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, and we will tell you what to do. Yes, all right, guys. <laughs> we struggled. We, we
1: struggled, but we did. We it. made
0: it Oscar worthy. Oh my God! Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> you couldn't even tell we had gin. I'm just kidding. Maybe you could. You totally could. <laughs> Who the fuck am I kidding? Um. All right. Well, you know, when this is going to be released, we don't know what the hell is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. announced, and so just. Hold each other tight and love one another and be kind to one another and know that we love you. Yes. And we will talk to you next week to bring you another good chuckle. Maybe drunk. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe that's just the permanent state. Perpetual. (laughs) (laughs) Me from now on. (laughs) Drunk.
1: (laughs) All right, guys.
0: TTFN. All right. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.